Perik Vav Mishnaches. Mishnah states, Hakitea Yotze Bekav Shalom. Someone whose foot was amputated may go out into Shasarabim on Shabbos with his prosthetic. This was a primitive type of prosthetic, essentially a piece of wood in the shape of a foot. The amputee does not actually walk on this prosthetic, doesn't put his weight on it, he has to use crutches. It's just there for aesthetic purposes to conceal that his foot is missing. The first time the Misha rules, that nonetheless, it's deemed to be a part of the person's attire. It's a malbush as such. He may go out wearing this, wearing his prosthetic, his false foot, interstitial rabbi on Shabbos. Divrei Rabbi Meir. These are the words of Rabbi Meir. However, Rabbi Yossi Oser. Yossi forbids this. Rabbi Yossi argues since he's not actually walking with the aid of this prosthetic, and it's only there to cover up that his foot is amputated, we cannot deem this to be a part of his attire, and so it is considered a masoi, it's a burden that he's carrying, and so he may not go out into Shusharam with this on Shabbos. The Mishnah discusses a different halachic issue with this wooden prosthetic that the person inserts his stump into, the Mishnah rules If the hole in this prosthetic is large enough to accommodate not just the person's stump, but some padding, then it would be susceptible to tumma, to ritual impurity. And so if some source of tumma, that sherets, come into contact with it, it would contract tumma. The Mishnah's language implies that if the cavity within the prosthetic was not large enough to also accommodate padding, and then the prosthetic would not be susceptible to tumma. And that is because the rule is that when it comes to utensils made from wood, the utensil is only susceptible to tumma if it has a halachic base kibble, or a receptacle. It's meant to hold something. So you'll say, okay, it's meant to hold the stump, therefore, on account of that, it should be susceptible to tumma, but no. The fact that the amputee puts his stump in there does not constitute a base kibble because the prosthetic is not carrying a person's leg, but the opposite, the leg carries the prosthetic. So the fact that there's space for the stump does not deem this a cleates with a base kibble. Rather, it will be considered pshuti cleates as if there's no receptacle there. As a result, it's not susceptible to tumma. But if there's room for padding as well, then... It clearly is a wooden utensil that's supposed to hold some material, and therefore will be susceptible to tumma. Misha continues, Samochos Shalom, say an amputee has knee pads that he leans on, and this person has had both feet amputated, so he has to crawl around on his knees, and so he puts pads underneath them to protect the knees, so they don't scrape on the ground. The Misha rules, Timayin Midras. Such knee pads will be subject to the high level of tumma called tumas midras. And this means as follows, the Torah says, that certain individuals who are in a severe level of tumma, for example, a zav, is a certain bodily mission, Allah is that even though normally when a person who is tame touches somebody else or some other utensil, that other person or object becomes tame on a lower level, gets weaker and weaker as you get further and further away from the source of the tumma, However, the Torah says, if a, for example, Zav person comes into contact with an item that's designed for a person to put his weight on, 
then that thing has Tumas Midras, meaning that it becomes a Tommy on the same level as the Zav person himself, so that that item itself, that chair, for example, or that mat, will be Avatumba. It itself will be a source of Tumma if that touches another person, and that person will contract Tumma. You know, even though if the mat were one away, if it was Rishon Latumba, it wouldn't be able to be Matama a person. So that's the strict law of Tumas Midras. The Mishnah rules that the Zanipeds utilized by the double amputee would be subject to this Tumma of Tumas Midras since they're meant to support the person's weight. In addition, the Mishnah rules, V'yotzin v'hen b'Shabbos. He may go out wearing these knee pads into Shasarabim on Shabbos, for since they serve to protect his body, they are a legitimate part of his apparel. They're in the category of Malbush, not Masai. Therefore, he may wear these out into Shasarabim on Shabbos. At the same time, the Mishnah rules, V'nichnasin v'hen b'Azara. One may enter the Azara wearing such knee pads, even though the halach is that a person may not enter the azar of the base of Migdash wearing shoes, the Misha says, since these pads are attached to the knees, they don't meet the definition of shoes, which in halach are defined as something that's worn, at least at the bottom of the legs. If it doesn't have feet, it would be on the stumps to protect you know, the bottom of the legs. These are put on the knees. They're not considered shoes. Therefore, wearing them does not run afoul of the rule not to wear shoes into the Azara. Misha states further, The apparatus consisting of a mobile chair and some leg supports uh, is going to be subject to the severe Tumma of Tumas Midras. So it refers to a kind of a primitive wheelchair. didn't actually have wheels, but instead the person, let's say if he was paralyzed in both legs, would sit on a chair and use crutches to propel himself. And if his feet were amputated, then he would have these leg supports to cushion his thumb so that he could push on them to help propel him forward. So since both the mobile chair and the leg supports support the crippled person's weight, they're going to be subject to that severe level of Tumas Midras. The Mishnah states, V'ein yotzin v'hen m'shabiz. May not go out with the leg supports out into Shosarabim on Shabbos out of concern that since they're not tightly affixed to the stumps, they may fall off. He might then just you know, put it on his lap and carry them through Shusarabim, which would be a biblical violation. The concern only applies to the leg supports, not to the crutches or the mobile chair. But since those are essential for him to get around, there's no concern that he might carry them. Only we can get around is by using them. And since they enable him to get around, they are not considered... And Masa, it's rather a part of his person, and so they don't pose an issue of carrying. For the Mishnah states, We would not be permitted to wear these leg supports into the Azar, for since they're placed at the bottom of his legs on the stumps, they are halakhically considered shoes. As such, this would implicate the rule that says you can't go into the Azara wearing shoes. The Mishnah discusses another item, the question of its Tumma status, and the question of whether it could be carried on to Rosh and Shabbos. That is, the Mishnah states, on Katmin, going with the third interpretation of the Gemara, masks that people put on to frighten the children. The Mishnah rules, first of all, that Tahorin. These are not Mechabal Tumma, for they're not deemed to be halachic utensils. In addition, V'ein Yotzen Bahen, or may not to go into Shusarabim, 
wearing them, that would be a problem of carrying, since we do not deem such a mask as a part of a person's legitimate apparel. It's not considered malbush, but rather masoy. It's considered a distinct burden. Therefore, it would be an issue of carrying to wear one of these on Tosher Rabban Shabbos.